Hallelujah. We praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I welcome you to the house of the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Are you excited to be in the house of the Lord this morning? Hallelujah. Say amen. amen. Hallelujah. I'm just going to ask you to just uh, let's occupy the front seats. Amen. Let's just move up real quick this morning and occupy the front seats. Amen. So that we can be intimate as we uh, our, our, our service goes on. Amen. Um, brother, can you come back a little bit uh, on the keys? Amen. Hallelujah. It is the presence of the Lord that's in this place. The grace of the Lord is in this place. Let's continue standing up to our feet. Amen. Hallelujah. It is important uh, that when God is in your midst uh, to acknowledge him. Amen. It is important to take full advantage of the presence of the Lord. Amen. David, uh, Jacob says, the Lord was in this place and I did not know it. Uh, it is important that we are cognizant of the presence of God. Hallelujah. And take full advantage when he visits us, when he is in our midst. Hallelujah. There is a presence of God in this place today. Hallelujah. An encounter with God is what can change your life. Hallelujah. An encounter with the presence of the living God can change the trajectory of your life. Amen. Uh, it is a God thing when you encounter God, hallelujah. No one has ever encountered God and remained the same, hallelujah. I've come to meet with God this morning. You have not come for men, but you have come for God. Therefore, lift up your hands to the Lord and say, Father, I've come here for you. Lord, I am here for your presence. I'm here to have you talk to me. I'm here to have you minister to me. For if you touch my life, I will not remain the same. Lord, oh, one word from you, Lord, who change my life. Lord, one touch from you, oh God, who change my destiny. Lord, I pray today, touch my life, touch my life, touch me, oh God, like no man can. Lord, I pray, oh God, speak to me. Lord, like no man can speak. Speak to my life. Speak to every situation in my life. Speak to Speak to me, my ears are attentive. Speak, speak to me, speak to me, speak to me, Lord. Speak to right fellowship, speak to us, talk to us, Lord. We are listening, we are listening, we are listening. Lord, we yield to the spirit of the living God. Father, we might receive from you. 
Lord, till the, 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 the soil of our hearts, oh God, that Father, oh God, we might be sensitive to you, that Lord, we might hear you when you speak, Father, that we might hear that small, still voice, Lord, and recognize it. Father, we pray that, Lord, may our hearts not be seared as with a hot iron, but, Father, I pray for sensitivity to the Spirit of the living God. And the church of God said, Amen. Hallelujah. You can take your seats in the sanctuary. Hallelujah. 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 Praise the Lord. Amen. There is a mighty presence of the Lord in this place. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm honored this morning to see you, to have you in the house of the Lord. Amen. Uh, I see uh, in front here, we have our mother. I just want to invite her to just come and say hi to the church of God. Amen. Come and say hi to us, Mama Chabata. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Lord is good all the time. Amen. This is my first time to come and visit here. I've been holding back for, for a reason. <laughs> but God is good. Amen. And I'm excited at what is happening in this place. You know, I'm, I, I was, as I was looking, as I entered into this place, it felt like they were thousands of people who were worshiping. This is what happens when the children of God come together in one purpose. And I want to thank God this, uh, this morning uh, that we are here. Pastor Vito, we have no doubt God is using you mightily. He's going to take you places and you are the right person for this generation. And we are supporting you. We are praying for you. And we have no doubt that when the hand of God is upon you, no one can remove it. Nobody can remove it. And we believe that God is taking you places as long as you stay humble and allow God to use you. This morning as I woke up around 4 o'clock uh, in the morning, God just woke me to worship. I don't know why. My husband is not around, so hey, it was good. I was able to do it without, you know, any disturbances. But I just want to say, when I was worshiping, God took me to when Elisha went into that room and found that little boy who had died. And God allowed him to go on top of that boy and spoke life into that boy. And somehow God was just speaking to me and saying, there are so many people who have things that have died. There are so many people who are walking around who are discouraged. They cannot even see, you know, what's coming up. They cannot even have any type of hope. But he's a God, when he comes and breathes into you, he brings things to life. And I'm saying, you know, even at this moment, I don't know where you are. I don't know what you are going through. But I believe that God, when he gives a word, he gives it so that it can edify us. And I am encouraging you this morning. I don't know what, what situation you are in. I'm just coming to encourage you, and while I'm greeting you, but encouraging you to say, hey, stand, stand up, because God is going to resurrect things in your life. I'm expecting to hear from you. Amen. Thank you so much, Mama. We appreciate you. 
Amen. And we know that you love us and we know you have been praying for us. Amen. Hallelujah. It is also good to see you, uh, Mr. and Mrs. Moyo. Thank you so much for blessing us and gracing us with your presence again. Amen. You must like us to come and spend uh, a Sunday morning with us. Amen. May God bless you. Amen. Hallelujah. Uh, this morning, I want to preach on a message that I titled, uh, Finding Your Destiny. Hallelujah. Uh, I'm going to preach again from a very familiar scripture, but I believe God will grant us new revelation, amen, and bring understanding to scripture, amen. I'm going to be talking this morning about a very familiar, familiar character in the Bible. Uh, we know that the character is Jacob, amen. Come on, tell him to your neighbor and say he's going to be talking about Jacob today. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm going to be talking about Jacob today. Hallelujah. Uh, if we can, real quick, turn our Bibles to the book of Genesis, which is a book of beginnings. Amen. Now, uh, I love this book because... In it, there is a lot of uh, beginnings and starting overs again that you see in that book. Amen. Uh, life is a series of starting over, is a series of beginnings. Amen. With the God that we serve, we find that he's always giving us chance after chance. Amen. Opportunity after opportunity. Hallelujah. He's opening a door after a door. Amen. Making a way after a way. Hallelujah. That's the God that we serve. And we're going to be talking about a man today uh, whose name is called Jacob. Hallelujah. Uh, that man, we are going to be looking at his history and how God defined his identity. Hallelujah. So many times we find ourselves or asking ourselves uh, what our purpose is or what the reason for our existence is. Hallelujah. And we are going to find a man also that was at crossroads at so many times in his life, not knowing whether he was coming or he was going. Amen. We are going to find a man that had so much conflict within him in regards to who he is. Hallelujah. In regards to his identity. Hallelujah. And I believe God is going to minister to us this morning and allow us to see who we are in him. Hallelujah. Because when we know who we are in him, hallelujah, then we'll be able to accomplish the purpose for which he has designed us. Amen. The word of God, hallelujah, before uh, um, Genesis chapter 27, it says, Now it came to pass, when Isaac was old and his eyes were dim, so that he could not see, that he called Esau his older son, and said to him, My son, hallelujah. And he answered him, Here I am. Then he said, Behold, now I am old. I do not know the day of my death. Now, therefore, please take your weapons, your quiver, and your bow, and go out to the field and hunt game for me, and make savory food, such as I love, and bring it to me, that I may eat, that my soul may bless you before I die. Amen. Now, Rebecca was listening. Rebecca, the mother of Jacob, and Esau was listening. Hallelujah. When Isaac spoke to Esau, his son, and Esau went to the field to hunt game and to bring it. So Rebekah spoke to Jacob, her son, saying, Indeed, I heard your father speak to Esau, your brother, saying, Bring me game and make savory for, uh, food for me, that I may eat it and bless you in the presence of the Lord before my death. Now, therefore, my son, obey my voice accordingly, according to what I command you. Go now to the flock and bring me, f and bring me from 
there two choice kids of the goat, and I will make several food from them for your father, such as he loves. Then you shall take it to your father, that he may eat it, that he may bless you before his death. And Jacob said to Rebekah, his mother, look, Esau, my brother, is a hairy man, and I am a smooth-skinned man. Perhaps my father will feel me, and I shall seem to be a deceiver to him, and I shall bring a curse on myself and not a blessing. Hallelujah. So we hear the word of the Lord here that Rebekah, the mother of Esau and Jacob, after she heard her husband Jacob saying to Esau, go and kill an animal for me and prepare a meal for me that I may bless you before you die. Now this mother was accustomed or she knew what God had said concerning the destiny of Jacob. Hallelujah. But so she desired to orchestrate or to bring it to pass in her own way. Hallelujah. So she says to her son Jacob, uh, to her son uh, Jacob, go and kill an animal and bring it, right? And I'll, I'll, I'll cook it for you so you can present it to your father. Then Jacob says, but I'm not as hairy as Esau. My father is, go is going to lay hands on me and he's going to feel that I'm not Esau. Hallelujah. So you're saying my physical appearance do not resemble the appearances of my brother Esau. What I am on the out outward, hallelujah, does not warrant or does not define me as an Esau. Walk with me, hallelujah. It's going to get good. So as he, so he says, now prepare. Uh, so, so he says, now I'm going to put animal skin on you. Now that when you go before your father, he is going to feel, hallelujah, you and he's going to feel the hairiness upon your skin and he's going to believe that you are who? That you are Esau. That you are not who you, you say you are, hallelujah. That your father is going to uh, think that you are Esau even though you are not Esau, hallelujah. So he does accordingly and he goes before his father. Then his, as he goes there, I want you to see the question the father asks him. Uh, chapter 16. So he went to his father and said, my father. And he said to him, here I am. Who are you, my son? Hallelujah. Jacob said to his father, I am Esau, your son, your firstborn. I have done just as you told me. Please arise, sit here, eat of my game, that your soul may bless me. But Isaac said to his son, how is it that you, you have found it so quickly, my son? And he said, because the Lord your God brought it to me. Isaac said to Jacob, please come near. I may feel you, my son, whether you are really my son, Esau, or not. Hallelujah. So Jacob went near Isaac, his father, and he felt him and said, the voice is Jacob's voice. Hallelujah. But the hands are the hands of who? Of Esau. And he did not recognize him because his hands were hairy like his brother Esau's hands. So he blessed him. Then he said to him, are you really my son Esau? Listen to this. He said, I am. Are you really my son Esau? Then he said, I am. The father said, the voice sounds like the voice of Jacob. But the skin is the skin of my son Esau. Then he asked him again, are you really my son Esau? And he says, I am. Hallelujah. That's his answer. That's his response. 
I see Jacob recognizing with so many people that have taken on a persona of who they are not in order to get a blessing. That have taken an identity of who they are not because they are trying to get satisfaction. They are trying to get uh, recognition. So they have taken on an identity that's not their God-given identity. Because they believe that their identity lies in deception. But I'm glad today that God has given you an identity that belongs to you. There are many times you can put on the identity of an Esau, but the voice does not change. The voice of who you are does not change. Your true identity still remains. Are you not is, are you really Esau, my son, is the question. Jacob thought that the, the blessing lay in him deceiving his father, in taking on the identity of his brother. There are many times we have taken on an identity that does not belong to us because we think that will gratify us. But gratification does not come until you stand in who God has called you to become. Jacob, so many times, even though he got the blessing, you are going to find out that he's going to run away from his father. He's going to run away from his brother because his brother was trying to kill him. He gets to a, point, a place called Bethel. Bethel means the place of bread or the house of bread. When he gets to that place, he takes a rock and he puts his head on the rock and he falls asleep, unknown to him. This was not just a rock that he had picked up. He had picked up the rock of ages. He had picked up the rock that was. The word of God says, take me to the rock that is higher than I. He had picked up a rock and he puts his head upon that rock. As he is sleeping, something begins to happen. He sees the heavens opening. He sees angels descending and ascending. He begins to see mysteries that were not that he was not familiar with because he had put his head upon the rock which was Christ. Walk with me, it's going to get good in a little bit. Amen. Hallelujah. So as he's sleeping there, he sees the heavens opening. But at that place, he says to the Lord, Where I am going, if you are truly my God, I pray that you put food. You give me bread to eat, and you put raiment upon my back. Then I will serve you. He gives a condition to God. If you do this for me, I will serve you. Hallelujah. Because unknown to him, he did not know the true identity of the God that he had met. Now, if you don't know the God that you serve, there are many times that you serve or you labor in bondage because you don't know the God that you serve. Because your true identity lies with your maker. If I, if I make an invention today, for you to understand the purpose of that thing, you have to come to me, the creator, and say, why did you create this thing? What is the purpose for this thing? How does it function? Then I begin to want to demonstrate for you its functionality, its purpose, how it operates. Hallelujah. Jacob gets to this point, and God gives him a glimpse of who he is. But Jacob has not fully grasped who he is. He later realizes when he, wake up, when he wakes up, he says, I've, 
been in this place. God was in this place, yet I did not what? Realize it. To not go to the house of the Lord and not capitalize on the presence of the Lord. It's good that we get a word that, come, that comes from this pulpit. But the greatest ministration is when in worship, God speaks to you and you recognize the voice of the Lord. Hallelujah. I, I, I would desire for us to come to church and just worship and be lost in worship and not come up here to minister because the minister of ministers will be ministering to you. Hallelujah. He can minister to you more than any man can minister to you. He knows you more than any man knows you. He knows your situation more than any man knows your situation. He knows your circumstances more than I know your circumstances. Hallelujah. The word of God says, I see in part, I prophesy in part. So the revelation that I have of your situation and your circumstances is not a complete it's not a holistic picture, but the king of kings knows you fully. Hallelujah. He has no limits. The word of God says he knows me. He knew me before I was formed in my mother's womb. Hallelujah. He ordained me a prophet before I was born. That's how much God knows you. Hallelujah. Jacob says I was in this place and God was in this place, yet I did not know it. He was at a place called Bethel. Bethel symbolizes the church. Hallelujah. When you come to the house of the Lord, that's the place of bread. Hallelujah. That's the place of eating. The place of feasting. He says, food was placed before me, yet I did not recognize that a meal had been set before me in the presence of my enemies. Hallelujah. You've got to recognize who you are. But for you to recognize who you are, first of all, you have got to recognize your creator. Because your identity lies with your creator. Hallelujah. Your identity lies with he that created you. The word of God says in the book of First John chapter 3 verse 8. Jesus says, for this reason was the son of God made manifest. Right? That he might destroy the works of evil. Now Jesus knew who he was, right? The word of God says, the son of who? Of God. Now, in knowing who he was, you also understood his purpose. You can never understand why you are on earth unless you understand who you are. And you cannot understand who you are unless you know who created you, right? So it all points back to God. He is the one that knows your identity. He is the one that knows you. Hallelujah. Colossians chapter 1 verse 16. What does the word of God say concerning our, how God made us? Concerning who we are. Colossians chapter 1 verse Colossians chapter 1 verse 16. This is what the word of God says. For by him all things were created that are in heaven and that are on earth. Visible and what? And invisible. Whether thrones or what? Or dominions. Or principalities or powers. All things were created through him and for him. Right? Now we are being told that we were created for God, there is nothing that was created 
that was created for, without a purpose. The ultimate purpose for your creation was that you were created for the pleasure of God. You were pre- created to honor God. You were created to give pleasure unto the living God. Hallelujah. When we go on, the word of God says, um, Psalm 139, verse 26. Psalm 139, verse 15. This is what the word of God says in the book of Psalm 139, verse 15. Uh, It says, for my frame was not hidden from you when I was made in secret. And skillfully wrought in the lowest part of the earth. Your eyes saw my substance, my, substance, my substance being yet unformed. And in your book they were all written, the day fashioned for me, when as yet there were none of them. That's what the word of God is saying. Before I was created, God, you knew my days. Before the days existed, you knew them, hallelujah. You knew my days. Yet before I was, I was made. If you retract to, uh, to verse 1 of chapter uh, 139 of, of Psalms, it says, Lord, you searched, you have searched me and known me. You know my sitting down and my rising up. You know my, uh, you, you understand my thoughts are far off. You comprehend my path and my lying down and are acquainted with all my ways. For there is not a word on my tongue, but behold, O Lord, you know it all together. You have heard me, and before me laid your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is too high. I cannot attain it. Hallelujah. In other words, he was saying, Lord, you know the hairs upon my head. If I need to understand my destiny, you are the one that knows the full picture of who I am, of where you are taking me from. Hallelujah. But so many times we find ourselves in the house of bread and we miss our opportunity for God to define us, for him to tell us who we are. Because it's only when God has revealed who he is that you know who you are. It's only after God, after you've understood the full revelation of who God is that he will tell you who you are. One time he's talking to his disciples. He says, who do men say that I am? They say, and, uh, and Peter answered and said, some say you are Elijah. And some say you are one of the prophets. It's okay to have God being defined by other people. But you have got to come to a place where you define who God is for you. They got to, uh, Jesus then says, but who do you say that I am? Because I'm interested in your revelation of me. I'm interested in do you in knowing whether you know me or you don't know. Then he says to Peter, who do you say that I am? I love Peter. Peter says, you are the Messiah. Hallelujah. You are the Christ, the one that was promised. Then he, opa, he, he releases Jesus into another dimension. Then Jesus says, you are now Peter. Hallelujah. On this rock, I will build my what? My church. But it come after Peter had unlocked a secret by fully understanding and recognizing who God is. Hallelujah. Before you can understand who you are, hallelujah, you have to know who God is. You have got to seek him until you find him. 
Jacob says, I was in this place. God was in this place, and yet I did not know it. Do not let the opportunity to know who God is pass you by. Do not live with scripture in your house and not seek out to find who God is. The word of God says it is the honor of God to conceal a matter. But it is the what? The, the, the glory, actually, it is the glory of God to hide things. Some say if you want to hide something from a black man, put it in a book. But we will not be defined by that, right? Right, that's not our identity. We will not be defined by that. Because we will, seek, we will search what? The scriptures to find out what they say concerning who I am. Hallelujah. I had the scripture all the days of my life, yet I never opened them to find my identity. Because your identity is here. Your blueprint is here. The map is here. Hallelujah. The blueprint of why you were created is given in life before us. I was at Bethel and yet I found no bread. He says, Lord, if you give me food to eat, if you put raiment upon my back, then will I serve you. But not understanding where he is, hallelujah, that he is in the house of bread where there is no lack and where there is no need. How can you thirst when your water, your, your feet are in the water? You've been given the word of God. We are search, searching our identity. We, we have the world defining who we are. We have TV defining who we are. Yet we have been given the mind of God. Yet we never open it to find out what the creator said concerning me. Why the heck am I here for? That's why we take anything. Because if you don't know what you are or who you are, you will settle for anything. You will settle for second best because you don't know who you are in God. The word of God says, I am fearfully and I am wonderfully made. Hallelujah. The word of God says, after he had created man, I said, I love the book of Genesis. If you want to find the purpose of a thing, you go to, to the original place where it was created. If you want to find why something exists, you have to go to when the creator created and defined it. When we go to the book of uh, Genesis chapter 1, uh, we, we hear the word of God says, after God created man, he says, now you will have dominion. Hallelujah. We were created to have dominion and authority upon the face of the earth. That's our identity. Hallelujah. Our identity lies in who God says we are. Jacob thought his identity lay in being someone that he is not. He thought it was a mistake. That he was a second born. He thought it was a mistake that he came after his brother, Esau. He thought it was a mistake that he was not hairy. Imagine if you think your blessing lies in you being hairy. All the rest of your days, you'll be crying for something that, is not, that has nothing to do with who you are. He's crying to be hairy. If I go before my father, and when he touches me and he feels me, and he feels that I'm not like Esau, I'll get a curse instead of a blessing. Because he thought his identity lay in being someone that he is not. But God has, has given him an identity. You realize that the word of God says, Esau, I hated and Jacob I loved. But it was, the word of God says it was not because of work. 
It was, it was because God loved. He loved us as we are. Hallelujah. And in the Old Testament, we know that in the Old Testament, we have pictures, right? Or we have examples. There are some people that were sent before us so that they can minister to us. Amen. So is the case with Jacob and Esau. Jacob says, I was in this place, yet I did not know it. He thought God had made a mistake in how he had designed it. And because he did not know his purpose and his true identity, you know that he labored for 14 years for the wife that he wanted. He, was, he labored the first seven years. Do you know what it meant that he was an heir to Abraham? It meant everything in the whole world belonged to him. Some say, my people perished because of lack of knowledge. Because of lack of knowledge of his true identity, he labored for a wife for 14 years. He gave 14 years for a wife. Laboring after he had served seven years, he was deceived because he did not know who he was. Hallelujah. He, don't, he did not know his true identity. You can labor in vain if you don't know, or you can toil in vain if you don't know who you are in God. Unless you fully understand your identity in God, then can you do that which God has called you to do. Then can you maximize the opportunities that you have. The word of God says the opportunities of a what? Of a lifetime have to be utilized in the lifetime of the opportunity. But chance and opportunity happen to them all. But there are times we miss our opportunity because we have not yet understood who we are. There are many times we miss our chance to lay hands on somebody because we don't understand the authority that we have in God. We don't understand that because our circumstances have defined who we are. Your past failures have, de have defined or have given you a theology. There are times we base our theology based on past experiences. Because you have never seen somebody getting healed, you say it's not possible. It's a common thing for people to be sick. People get sick, right? But that's not what the word of God says. The word of God says by his stripes we are what? We are healed. But we base our theology based on what? Experiences. I have failed before. So therefore that will be now the what? The theology that I have. The revelation of God that I have. The revelation of my life that I have. But we have to get to a point where you say enough is enough. Hallelujah. You have to get sick and tired of being sick and tired. And say, God, I need to know who I am. I need to know my identity. I need for you to tell me who I am, Lord. Because, Lord, I cannot live in bondage anymore. When without knowing who you are, you will live in bondage. You think your life is a mistake. Your past experiences, they will define you. But refuse to be defined by your past experiences. But one of the greatest ways to get to that place is a place of acknowledging where you are. And say, God, I am here where I am. This is what I am. But Lord, I thank you because it is contrary to what your word says. Things have got to shift for me. Things have got to change for me. Hallelujah. After laboring for his wife and laboring for his uncle Laban for 20 years, hallelujah, laboring and serving his uncle. One time he says, and now he, he began to get a revelation that he is meant to be blessed. That the blessing of Abraham, 
the blessing of his father Isaac was the blessing upon his life. And he says, enough is enough. Uh, God at times, he begins to do some things. The word of God says everything that he would touch would begin to prosper. There are times that things have worked for you in your life because God was trying to show you that you are not the one in control. Regardless of your mistakes, there are times God has worked things out for you and you are saying, but things worked out for you because God was trying to show you that irrespective of who you are, he still has blessed you. That's the God that he is. That's so much that your eyes would be opened to where you understand that it is not about your power. It is not about your strength, but it is about God. It is not by power, nor by might, but by my spirit, says the Lord. Hallelujah. There are times the word of God says everything that Jacob would touch began to be, to be blessed. Everything was prospering. Everything was working out. His uncle at one time tried to, uh, to, to trick him out of his carol, out of the head that he had. But because the hand of the Lord was upon his life, uh, he could not suppress him anymore. There's a time that has to come when suppression cannot work anymore. Because your true identity refuses for you to stay where you were yesterday. Your true identity, the blessing of God that makes rich and brings no sorrow with it begins to work and take effect in you, irrespective of yourself. Jacob found himself being blessed, prospering, and he said, I've got to go back to my father's land because there is a place that I once got to where I missed my opportunity, but I've got to go back to that place because I need that God. I need that Lord. Even though he had bargained with God, and said, if you put table for food for me on my table and raiment for me on my back, I will serve you. There was no day he went hungry. But he was still in bondage because he still did not know who he was. He was laboring because his identity was still concealed. His life, he was trying to live up to people and people's expectations of who he is. There are times we are bound by the expectations of people. That the thing that God has given us on our hearts to do. Because we don't know who we are. We are trying to find that, uh, that acknowledgement. Or we are find to find, trying to find that approval. I thank God for the, for the parents that I have. I remember one time when I went to them and I said, God has told me to go to Bible school. And because they knew my life, they supported me. They said, we know God's hand has been upon you all your life. Though it, it might have not made sense, hallelujah, it might have not made sense, but they, they were able to see what God was doing in my life. But that's not usually the case with everybody. There are times you presented your ideas that have everything to do with your identity, and people have shut you down. And they've said, How, who do you think you are? It doesn't make sense, right? There are times that people have said, no, everybody that has tried that has failed. Because you are trying to get approval from people, then you shut that dream down. Then you kill that dream. And say, this dream does not live to the expectations of my father. My father would have me be a hairy son. My father will have me have an identity of my brother. 
my father will have me take on an identity so that he can bless me. But I love the God that we serve. Hallelujah. Because the word of God says he knows you. Hallelujah. And before you were formed in your mother's womb, he had ordained you a prophet. Hallelujah. He had ordained you and put your destiny before you. Hallelujah. Jacob is over. Hallelujah. Jacob goes back to that place called Bethel. This time, he finds himself alone. Hallelujah. When you are about to find your destiny, you have got to get to a place where it's secluded. There are times where you have got to be alone. Hallelujah. For God to speak to you. Hallelujah. How are you going to get your identity or download when there is always traffic in the channel? Hallelujah. Sometimes you have got to clear the pathway for God to deliver to you what your destiny is. Jacob says he sent his family ahead of him. And he says, I'm back to that place where I know God dwells. Hallelujah. And there the word of God says, a man visited Jacob. Hallelujah. And he fought with Jacob all night. And he wrestled with God all night. Unlike last time, Jacob said this time, Lord, I'm not going to leave you until you change me. I've wasted time. I'm not going to waste another second. I've wasted opportunities. I'm not going to waste another opportunity. I'm going to seize my moment. I'm going to seize my season. You have got to understand and seize your season of visitation. Jacob said, at one time, I will not repeat those words again, that God was in this place, and I did not know it. But he says, this company is unusual. This man is unusual that has visited me. You have got to understand and recognize unusual visitation. Hallelujah. Yeah. And you've got to recognize unusual sermons. There are sermons that come directed at your life. And you say, Lord, this one I'm not pushing it aside. This one I'm taking hold of it. It is my sermon. It is my message. It is that kill that I've been waiting for. For me to carry forth what you want me to carry forth. It is that sign that I've been waiting for. That my hour has come. That my season for a turnaround is here. Jacob said that night he wrestled against God and said I will not let you go until you bless me. I will not let you go until you change my destiny. I will not let you go. I'm tired of laboring for men. I'm tired of sowing seed and not seeing the fruit of it. I'm tired of being sick and tired. Lord, I need to know who I am. I need your blessing. I need you in my life. The word of God says and the Lord said to him, Jacob, who are you? Who are you? Tell me who you are. You got to get tired of your life before God can intervene. As long as you are content with your yesterday, with where you are, then God waits for you. They tell me that uh, sea divers and those life savers, 
what they do is if they see you when you are drowning and you are in the water and you are fighting, they wait, they wait for you to get tired. Then when you are tired now, that's when they will jump in to get you. God is saying, after you have tried all that you can try, after you have done all that you can do, and you realize you need me because I know the purpose for which I created you. After you are tired of being tired, after you are sick of living in poverty, then look to me. Then dial up my number and you find my line is not busy. My line is open to talk to you, but I gotta wait until you realize you cannot do it by yourself, that you need a God intervention in your life. The word of God says, and Jacob says, my name is Jacob. My name is Jacob. I've said I'm an Esau, but times and times before. But Lord, I'm tired of putting on the armor that does not belong to me. I'm reminded of David when he was about to go into battle. They bought the armor of Saul and said, can you put on this armor? David tried it. He tried to carry it, but the armor was heavy. And he said, Lord, this armor ain't for me. I'm going to take what works for me. I am not Saul, but I am David. What worked for Saul might not work for me, but I know there is a weapon that God fashioned for me from the foundation of the earth. That's what will work for me. You see, your life is your life. What God has destined for you is not what is destined for your neighbor because your neighbor failed it doesn't mean you have got to fail because that business failed for them it doesn't mean yours has got to go to the ground because your armor is different he says my name is Jacob he took full responsibility in other words he was saying Lord I am a liar I am a trickster I've tried lying I've tried cheating my way to success I've tried I've tried Lord but enough is enough Tell me who I am. Tell me my identity. Lord, break my pride. I need my pride to be broken. Because, Lord, pride has stood in the way of my breakthrough. Lord, pride has stood in the way of my victory. So the word of God says, and the Lord touched the hip of Jacob. And he became a crippled man. That step that he had before had changed to a man that had had an encounter. A man that had an encounter with God. Your step has got to change. When people, when you have been with God, you don't walk the same. Hallelujah. When you have been in the presence of the Lord, your step changes. People who say something happened, we knew him not to take advice yesterday. But what has happened? He is no longer a man of pride, but he is a man of humility. Uh, something changed about that sister. Something changed about that brother. We knew things to be tough concerning him. What has changed? Ah, Jacob has been in the presence of the living God. His identity has changed. His identity was changed. That night he said, I will not let you go 
until you bless me. Don't you dare come to the house of the Lord and leave without him speaking a word to you. Ah, don't you dare be in the presence of the Lord. The word of God says in that day, he called that place last, which means the place of the face. What he had is what we call a pre-incarnate manifestation of the Messiah. Or we call it an epiphany, a, a godly visitation. He understood that he was fighting with an extraordinary man. The word of God says you have fought with men and you have prevailed. Now you have fought with God and you have prevailed. Therefore, from today onwards, hallelujah, oh, your name is no longer Jacob. You are now going to be called Israel because you are a father of nations. His true identity was revealed. Hallelujah. He is an Israel, a father of nations. Out of him came the tribes of the children of Israel. Hallelujah. Out of him came the nation of Israel. And that nation is called after him. A man at one time who did not, was not comfortable in his identity. He says, Lord, my name is Jacob. I've been a trickster, but I need a savior. I've been a liar, but I need a deliverer. I've been a cheater, but Lord, I need the kinsman redeemer. I need Jesus in my life. And his identity was changed immediately. Hallelujah. You are in for an identity change. Some have been defined by drug addiction. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where you have tried to get satisfaction from drug addiction, but you have found that it has not satisfied you. The more you take it, the emptier you become. Because that's not where your identity lies. You have thought you could get a high from a drink of something. Hallelujah. But God is saying, the greatest high you can ever get to lies in me. The greatest high you can ever get to is in me. I am your true identity. I know what makes you tick. I know what satisfies you. I know what you are searching for. I know what you are looking for. I know the right chords. I know what will give you satisfaction. What will give you gratification. It's not in that pill. It's not in that drink. It is in me. I have your identity. You will not be defined as a drug addict. You will not be defined, yes, as a man of pornography. Pornography does not define you. You are greater than that. The time has come for you to face your circumstances and say, Lord, I've lived as the Jacob, but no more. Because, Lord, I know who you are. You are the creator of heaven and and earth. And Lord, all that I need is in you. Lord, everything that I've ever wanted lies in you. If you can bless me, my life will not be the same. I refuse to be defined by the status quo. I refuse to be defined by what others are. I am dif dif different. I'm a child of God. I'm coming to the maker for him to define me, to give me my identity Identity. Jacob says, I am Jacob. Then the father said, you are Israel. You are Israel. You are the redeemed of the Lord. 
You are a child of God. As Christ is, so are you in this world. You are wonderfully and you are fearfully made. You are not meant to live a life of suffering. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Lord says, I knew you. Hallelujah. You are not an accident. You are godly ordained to be here on this earth. It's not an accident that you are in this room this day. It was orchestrated by God. Because he has a destiny that he wants you to fulfill. And then will you find gratification. Then will you find satisfaction. Jacob said, Lord, I've tried being an Esau. But Lord, it has not served me well. <laughs> yeah, even though I said I was an Esau, yet I found serving myself 14 years for a wife. I found myself laboring for my uncle. And everything that I would do would not prosper. But Lord, you have remembered me. I will not leave Bethel the same. Lord, I will not leave Bethel the same. I've come to the house of bread. I will not leave hungry. Lord, I've come to the house of bread. I will not live with my stomach empty. Lord, because here my identity lies. Lord, I'm looking for the creator. I know you have been saying to me, who do I say that you are? But Lord, I want you to be the redeemer of my life. I want you to be the savior of my life. Therefore, Lord, when I come and I stand before the ultimate father, the father will look at me and say, I do not see past mistakes. Let me feel him and see. Let me feel him and see if he be Jesus. Lord, I come before you and right now I put off the filthy rags of my own righteousness. Lord, I come and I deck myself in the nature of your son Jesus. That when you look at me, Father, you see Jesus. You see your beloved son in whom you are well pleased and you say this is my my son, in whom I am well pleased. Hallelujah. So his voice sounds like Malvin, but everything about him feels like Jesus, feels like my son. I can't help it, but bless him. The blessing of the firstborn son has become my blessing. There is a change of transaction. A transaction has taken place, changing my identity to becoming the son of God. The word of God says we are called by the highest name, the name of Jesus. They now call us Christians because they identify us with the Son of God. When they look at Jesus, when they look at you, they see the image of the Son of God. They see the hand of the Son of God. The word of God says, now they said, who are these men? that have turned the world upside down. We are they that are called to turn the world upside down. It's time that as a church, we discover our identity, that we are in this place for a reason. We are here for change. We are here for transformation. But who defines our change? Who defines who we are? It's not men. Men will speak you down, but God will speak you up. Men will pull you down, but God will pull you up. God is saying, I know the plans I have for you. There are plans to 
prosper you. When I look at you, I do not see failure. I do not see an addict. I see my son that I love, in whom I am well pleased. In whom I am well pleased. Let's stand up to our feet today. There is a Jacob in this place. But God is saying, no more shall Jacob be your definition. No more shall your identity. But from today onwards, you are Peter. On this 